contains views and thoughts that may not be suitable for younger audiences. Spoiler content will be included in this podcast, so if you do not want to be spoiled, you might want to wait until the podcast hits the archives. Accordingly, the thoughts and views of our hosts or callers do not reflect the views of the Missy AE podcast or any of the Whispers groups. Yeah, they do. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Missy AE Podcast. Tonight, we bring to you the Survivor 44 Recap Show. And man, oh man, have we gotten gotten even closer to the finale, as finale is literally next week, people. And we have five contestants left. Just Just to... sum it up here real quick. We have Jam Jam surviving once again last night. We have Carolyn surviving once again last night. And we have Carson surviving once again last night. Hmm. Maybe perhaps, I don't know, somebody should have uh somebody should have thought about taking a shot at the Tika three before they before uh you know when they actually had the chance instead of oh i don't know waiting until wait, wait, waiting until until there were only six people left i mean my god if you the one thing that everybody has to know is that you have to obviously you have to have numbers, but you also have to have timing with your moves. And I just, I mean, for somebody who has, uh, now granted, of course, I haven't, you know, obviously played the game. I, I mean, I've played on the Whispers games, but even I would know that if it's becoming clear as day what is going on, I would immediately look to break up that group as quickly as possible. And my God, I I, I honestly I don't really know what to say about the about this group. Only for the fact that they had plenty of time to get rid of the Tika three. And now the Tika three are all of a sudden in complete control of this game. 
heading into next week's two-hour finale. Well, technically three hours if you count the uh, the extra hour that they do for the uh, – it's technically not even a reunion show because they're still basically out there on the island. But anyways, we will get to – a whole bunch of uh, a whole bunch of topics tonight. We will get to Jamie being sent home last night. Uh, we'll get to Carolyn. Now all of a sudden, her edit is being is being looked at as if she's literally the top, you know, the top threat remaining in the game. Uh, we will get to Jam Jam and his unpredictability last night as to whether or not he was actually going to go through with the idea of taking a shot at Carolyn or if ultimately he was going to do what he ended up doing, which was, of course, staying with the Tika three and taking out Jamie. Now, ob- obviously, uh, first off, uh, just in case any, uh, just in case everybody's wondering, uh, Jim will probably be joining us at some point uh, tonight. Once again, he has something that he has to attend to, uh, but he did tell me that he will be with us at some point tonight. Uh, currently, we have JB, we have Reggie, and we have Melissa on the line. And currently, I don't know. I don't know where the hell Tim is. I don't know if he's uh, if he's watching a Phillies game or something. I thought he would probably be joining us here, but uh, maybe perhaps he'll he'll join he'll join us at some point tonight. Uh, so, I mean, let's you know, let's get down to it. Oh. Uh, real quick, actually, um, Eddie will not be joining us tonight, unfortunately, uh, due to an unfortunate uh, death of of his pet earlier this week. So he, unfortunately, will not be joining us. Uh, hopefully, he will be back with us for next week. But our condolences go out to Eddie. Uh, for the loss of his pet, and just hopefully he is in a hopefully he's in a, he's in a good state of mind and recovering from from this uh, unfortunate incident. But let's start off with you, Melissa. What what did you think about everything that happened last night? Uh, the Tika three. You, you know the people three making it as uh you know making it uh intact from the beginning of the mer or from pre merge all the way now to the finale episode uh was the was the timing or was the timing right to go after the tika three or did they wait too long uh Talk about Carolyn now all of a sudden being looked at as a legitimate threat amongst all of the uh, amongst all of the other uh, survivors, and uh, talk, uh, also discuss a little bit about uh, Jam 
you know, wanting to potentially avoid what ended up happening to him earlier this season happen again when he was thinking about taking out Carolyn. Okay. Well, hang on. Did I? Yeah. I unmuted myself. Um, first of all, I'd like to say, Eddie, I am so sorry to hear about your poor pup. I'm so sorry, honey. I hope that you um, are coping with it. Um, it's just sad. It's just sad. I feel so sad for you. Uh, anyway, um, you know, because we already know who who kind of won, can you hear me? Yes. Very, very okay. little. I don't know. Very little? Yeah. Well, I'm in my um, car driving, so maybe that has something to do with it. Okay, yeah, it I is. Uh, not... I don't know. I don't know how it is on JB's end, but it's kind of muffled on my part. But it might be because of yeah. my uh, headphones. Well, I, yeah, you know I, what? I, I, I can I can hear you. Okay. It's not it's not like uh, you know the other times that you've called, but I can still hear. Okay. Well, I just put these headphones on, and. Um, for some reason, it's different than it has been the last couple of weeks. So that's asking. Um, because we know pretty much who wins the game, going to the finals and everything, we knew that Carolyn was going to be fine. She wasn't going to be going home. But I was still ticked off that he was even suggesting. I mean, he was totally serious. He wanted to get her gone. The only thing that changed his mind is he knew Carson wasn't going to do it. And I think he thought, well, if I vote her out and Carson is going to be pissed. And I think that's the only reason why he didn't do it. That he wanted her gone. Um and yeah, because he was worried about, you know, his own game or whatever. But now people are kind of looking at um, Jam Jam like, wow, what an awesome player. What a good player he is. No, he's not. Okay. Anyway, he's not a good player by any means. He's funny. He's uh, likable. People really like him. But he is by no means a survivor player, in my opinion. <clears throat> agree. I agree. Um, and I'm sorry if you're listening to this jam jam, but <laughs> I got to call a spade a spade, okay? Yeah. Anyway. Um, well, hello. Hi. My cat comes to say hello. Anyway, um, <laughs> go lay down. She's going to come and meow in my ear. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> anyway, I'm glad that Jamie left. Um, 
And now we all know pretty much that Lauren will be leaving next week. Uh, but you know what? Leading up to it, when they were all like, Carolyn, Carolyn, Carolyn has to go, I thought for sure that she was going to win that individual immunity. But <laughs> but she didn't. And what else? It was kind of a a pretty straightforward episode. It wasn't really exciting or I don't know how to put it. It was just kind of meh with me. Yeah, it is it is kind of hard to make something exciting to make a show exciting when you only have six contestants left. I mean, there's only so much yeah. that that can be done for the most part, but uh, do you think that maybe perhaps Jam Jam was looking at taking out Carolyn, not not necessarily because it was best for his game, but maybe perhaps, did, do you think he thought that he needed to make, he needed to make uh, a move immediately, like, just like, just like what, what Carolyn did, uh, do you think that he needed to, that he felt he needed to make a move in order to uh, make himself more attractive to the jury? Well, that could be, but he didn't end up making the move, right? Right, but I'm, ta- you know, I'm talking in, uh, in terms of hypothetically that, you know, he probably felt like he needed to make or at least attempt to make a move in order to give himself, uh, you know, in order to give himself more ammunition to potentially use in a final three scenario. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I don't... he could have been thinking that, uh, yeah, go ahead, Reggie, go ahead. I, I don't think he's that smart. I don't think he's thinking ahead. I think he wanted her out of there, and he made no bones about it. He's starting to think, oh, we're getting close. She could she could win it all. He has no loyalty, and that's what I said on the thread last night. Yeah, just keep it up. And I, I wonder, you know, since we kind of know who's winning it, what did he do to win that? What has he done this whole season? Nothing. Nothing. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. Nothing. So, you know, and that one little thought in his head that he quickly squelched when Carson wasn't going to go with him, it's like, okay, well, I had a thought. I'm done. Okay, bye. You know? I I don't know. To be fair, though, it is... His thoughts are actually are actually kind of warranted, though, when you think about it, in terms of of Carolyn, considering the fact that that uh, he's already backstabbed her previously this season. Yes, he has. Like he has no loyalty. What I that's what I said. No, he, he don't she, care. That she backstabbed him. That's who. That she backstabbed him. Oh yeah, but well, he backstabbed her first. Yes, 
Mm-hmm. With that vote. Yeah, they didn't in his mind. Get rid of Sarah. Was it Sarah? Yeah. It was Sarah. Yeah. No, it was to. It was. It wasn't to get rid of Sarah. I don't think it was to get rid of. Hang on. It was to get. I think, or maybe, maybe it wasn't to get rid of Helen. No, you know what? It might have been to get rid of Sarah. Actually, let me see where. So Sarah. Yeah. Okay. Because Sarah had voted Josh with Jam Jam, and Carolyn voted Sarah uh, along with Josh. So, because he attempted to take Josh out instead of ta- instead of going with Carolyn and taking Sarah out. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. I. You know. I think. I think I have it mixed up a little bit. But. Uh. It. Uh, it, it, it still kind of makes me think that maybe perhaps with what she did, because didn't didn't he get blindsided uh, during one of the during one of these uh, votes one of these votes during the merge? Yes. Yeah, and she got really mad, and she couldn't understand why Yam Yam and them guys wouldn't include her. Or is it the other way around? No. I don't Hang know. On. Let me see. So he voted for Matt. And then he voted for Franny. But Franny had the idol used on her the night that Brandon went home. But was it used by Franny or who was it used by? Heidi, uh, no, uh, Danny used it to say Franny. Dan, okay, yeah, Danny used it on Franny. Uh, he voted for Kane, then he voted for Franny. That uh, I think there was something in regards to the Brandon vote that really, if I remember correctly, because I, I, I do remember thinking last night when I was watching the whole thing the whole thing take place with Jam Jam having uh, having thoughts about Carolyn potentially backstabbing him again. And I remember something about, about you know, Carolyn having done it before. So maybe it was the Brandon vote. I don't remember. I don't remember now either, but I know that Carolyn was really mad that uh, they come back from tribal, and I remember her upset. No, it wasn't the Brandon vote. It was the Sarah vote. Because I remember, I remember they uh, they had so much animosity before they went to before before they officially merged. There was a lot of animosity, and you know the edit was trying to was trying to build it up as it was gonna, it was going to be potentially 
Carolyn versus uh, versus Jam Jam, and that Josh could potentially sneak through. And it was the medevac by Matthew that actually had saved uh, Josh, I think, for one more vote before he was then taken out at the merge. So I think that's where that whole thing involving Jam Jam and Carolyn stemmed from, was the Sarah vote. So I almost look at it like this, that he probably wants to take, you know, obviously he's in an alliance with her, probably fears that, okay, she already... You know, she she already made a move against me the first time by not voting out Josh and instead voting out Sarah. So what's to stop her from, even though she's aligned with me right now, what's, the, what's to stop her from betraying me again, basically, is sort of my line of thinking there. Well, I think that Carolyn was mad that Sarah got voted out and Josh stayed. Well, I don't remember. But I think it was her that was upset that Sarah got gone and she wasn't. No, she voted out Sarah. She, she, She wanted Sarah gone. Oh, you know, that's right. That is right. She did want Sarah gone. So maybe she got upset. Uh, I don't know. So I, you know, now I'm going to have to go back and watch all the freaking episodes again. <laughs> uh. Oh, my yeah. God, that's funny. Um, listen, well, what, I'm going to sign off, but I'll get back on in about an hour. Okay. okay. All right, Reggie. Talk to yeah, you later. I, uh, yeah, I'm I'm just getting to my brothers, so I'll sign off and get back on, okay? Okay. Okay. All right. Bye, y'all. Right. Bye. But uh, oh. any, anyways, uh, Melissa, what what did you think about all of a sudden? You know, they looked at at Carolyn like she was all of a sudden this huge competitor. Even though it, 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 it sort of seemed like last night was the 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 players finally gave her her flowers, so to speak, that she well, that they yeah, acknowledged her I, as a legitimate They were all player. in shock. They were in shock and awe when she used that idol. Number one, that she actually had an idol, and then that she had the gumption to use it to save Carson. Right? Right. And oh, yeah. And so then now they're saying, whoa, where did that come from? Wow. She's actually good. She's really good. And then they have time to reflect on, whoa. <laughs> <clears throat> so it's all starting to ring their bells that, man, we had her pegs all wrong. They thought she was a stupid little bimbo, right? 
The right. stupid little bimbo, they wanted to drag to the end because they were sure to win against her. Also, though, at the same time, uh, and, you know, th- this is what kind of confused me, too, was that, you know, Jam Jam, it seemed like he was still on her side at the beginning of the episode. But it kind of seemed like when Carolyn was sort of, uh, you know, so- sort of... Uh, bragging. How- bragging. Yeah, bragging about how she found the idol, it kind of seems like uh-huh. that, that, that that may have been what, uh, you know, what turned him off, basically. To oh, where he, finally, he was he even, he, you know, he, he, didn't know he, her, the he idol. was telling her to shut up in the confessional. Right. So but I, I think don't know he was a lot like what I think he was thinking a lot like the others were thinking that she's a stupid little bimbo. Mm-hmm. I think he thought that right. he, and, he and Carson, he and Carson were dragging her, and it turns out, I think he realized he's the one being dragged. Yeah, and you know, to be to be perfectly honest, let's talk, let's talk a little bit about that too because. You know, we have talked ab- about the edit this season and, you know, the fact that the edit just doesn't scream Jam Jam as a winner. That it, the edit keeps, uh, it, it almost seems like the edit keeps showing us how how Carolyn had the makings of being a winner yet maybe perhaps somehow she ends up screwing herself in some sort of fashion because I would almost honestly, I mean, you know, if if you take, if you take jam jam and you put him up against other male survivor winners in terms of edit, he's probably at the, at the lower portion of survivor winners when it comes to mm-hmm. when it comes to edit. Yeah. So and, and yet you know now all of a sudden uh I mean obviously with only 5 left you know it seems pretty damn likely I mean pretty much to to everybody uh, even if even if there's even if everybody uh, hasn't been paying attention all season, which I mean you know if you if if people had listened to the podcast, uh, they would have known certain things like for example Lauren being the last of the outcasts to make it to the final five, uh, for example. Yeah, that's right. That was, uh, to anybody listening, that was spoiled by Jim at the beginning of the season. Uh, They would have known, obviously, about Jam Jam being the winner and the final three being Heidi, Carolyn, and Jam Jam, which, by the way, uh, to those in Whispers premiere, you finally got what you wanted. You uh, You got the green check mark from Jim, 
So uh, there's that that ha- that has officially been posted in Whispers premiere. But it, you know, if people have been paying attention all season long, there were clues left by Jim, and also by us uh, actually. You know, just by just by uh, listening to this podcast. There, there were clues all along that basically told, you know, what was going on in the season and uh, kind, kind of, kind of basically what to look for. But uh, JB, let's get to let's get to you. Uh, what are your thoughts about about last night's show, uh, Carolyn? Basically, now all of a sudden being looked at as a legitimate threat. Uh, Jam Jam uh, flipping back and forth whether or not he wanted to vote out Carolyn or vote out Jamie. Uh, Let's see, what else? Well, you know, pretty much, pretty much uh, the fact that they waited until last night to finally take a shot at the Tika three. Uh, you know, was it, should a shot have been taken earlier or could they still have potentially taken a shot now, even though it was, you know, the numbers were three apiece and not to mention Heidi also had an idol, which for the second time this season, she misplayed an advantage, uh, whether it being uh, a twist or an idol. Uh, what what are your thoughts, JB, on on last night's episode? I what it, it was one of those episodes where it's like, what is he? You know, what is he uh, doing? And like I told my wife afterwards, I said he's not even playing a game, and she's and even my wife said. He's not doing anything. All he's doing is just sitting back and being a, you know, yeah, I think we should vote for this guy. I think we should, uh, you know, vote for this girl. I don't think we should vote for, uh, you know, this guy. And I don't think we should vote for that girl. I think we ought to go for, you know, this person and it's like you know what it's getting too late in the game to even mess around with uh talking about uh voting people out you should have really if you have uh i think if you have a and a, a good alliance, you know, you should be talking about this stuff like uh, all maybe four episodes ago. You know, we got to get, you know, you heard uh, people talking about, well, we got to get, we got to take out Tika 3. Didn't happen. Next week, we, you know, uh, best best way to do this is take out Tika 3. Didn't happen. And the only time that they even uh, came close was last night 
when Lauren and Jamie wrote down Carolyn's name. And it's like, you know what? <laughs> it's a little bit too late in the game because the Tika 3 or the Tika 3 plus 1 uh, is more or less has the uh, numbers. Yam Yam. Right. Heidi. Carson and Carolyn, they have the numbers, and it's like it's too it's it, w- it was too late then. Maybe maybe about three uh, episodes ago, you know, you might uh, try to uh, get with uh, you know some people, try to align with them and say, hey, you know, we think we ought to take out. Uh, you know, this person. We think we ought to take out uh, that person. And it didn't happen. So, you know, it'll come back It'll come back to hurt them. And I don't feel sorry for them. You know, I agree. I mean, I even, I even look at previous seasons. And you know that if you if you have members of a tribe make it to the you know make it to the merge intact, and you know I go back to the Philippines when Malcolm and Denise were part of the absorbed tribe. Where they where they ended up uh, being split off uh, after being down to just the two of them, and yet all of a sudden there they go they make they make it to uh, I, th- I think Malcolm was eliminated at what final four that season or was it four or five I think it was four that that he was eliminated and. You know, it it just makes you shake your head. Like, do do the, do people seriously not think that they're that they're not working together? And it, and it, and it kind of it kind of goes the same thing here with the Tika Three. Like, are you 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 guys are basically just uh, the the more votes that you continue on here, you're just basically letting them coast all the way to the end. I mean, Rat Two and Soka. We're too worried about basically narrowing down their own number, or you know, narrowing down each other's numbers. They're like, oh, we can we can get rid of Tika anytime we want to, and yet you look at last night, and there they are, the Tika three, still in the game, and even last, you know, even uh, they brought they brought up last night that okay, you know, now we have to take a we have to take a shot at the. Tika three and like you said, JB, uh, they even talked about last week uh, being able to take a shot, and yet, you know, the attention turned towards Danny instead. So it's honestly, it's it's kind of mind-boggling for for somebody who has played a whispers game before, like me, and you know, J, JB, you've you've played previously as well. You yeah, have 13 to know, years ago. 
Well, yeah, right at, like literally right at the very beginning, but that's yeah. beside the point. Uh, you know, it's like Jim says, you need numbers, you need loyalty, and you need timing in this game. Right. And I'm sorry, but waiting all the way until the final six to finally take a shot at the peak of three, uh, that's, first off, that's shit timing. And as far as numbers go, what numbers do you have at that point? Yeah, you when none. At best, you can basically, you know, you, know, you, can, uh, you can create a tie vote at best. Because chances are, I mean, I understand what they were doing. They were they were trying to see if they could, you know, form cracks in the Tika three by having Carolyn and also Jam Jam and Carson go at each other. Which, you know, they they did the editing team did a good job when it came to putting that seed of doubt into the edit. But at the same time though, I mean, come on, you know, it's it's just, it's just really kind of, really kind of pathetic for people who consider themselves gamers and yet they wait all the way until the final 6 to finally make a move on a tribe that had their numbers decimated pre-merge and you know, they were basically looked at as, oh, we could take them out at any time. Our bigger, fo- or, you know, our bigger worry has to be, uh, if you're a Rat 2 member, taking out a member of Soka, or if you're a Soka member, taking out a member of Rat 2. And it's on, honestly, you know, they they put they put this on themselves basically this season. Exactly. Exactly. Allowing by allowing Tika to survive as long as they have. And what I did find interesting actually, and this, this was, this was mentioned in more or not Lawrence in Jamie's exit today that there supposedly was an agreement between them Jam Jam and Carson that technically, I mean, yeah, they show, they showed uh, scenes of them talking during the during the episodes, but we never got a full fledged alliance scene between the two parties. But yet, it appeared that that's basically. You know what we what we were given essentially was that oh it's just basically an invisible a lot you know an invisible alliance without flat out acknowledging them. So, I, I, Jamie, right. what's your, what's your take on that? The fact that you know basically. The Tika, the Tika three, they they pretty much had separate deals and set, you know you know they they had separate deals uh, with other tribe mates, but yet 
really the edit only focused on the Tika 3. You know, we never got any whiff that, you know, they would actually, that, that Jam Jam and Carson would actually be actively working with Lauren and Jamie, like was mentioned in Jamie's exit. What are your thoughts well, I, on that, JB? I I think I think most people when they see Tika three, they uh, they don't think of uh, Carson, and in the original Tika, they're talking about the original Tika three, which is Yam Yam, Carson, and Carolyn, and after they split the after they um all kind of split tribes then it was yam yam and carolyn carson went to another uh carson tribe with uh lauren and then there was heidi so i think a lot of people get mixed up uh with the quote Tika three, which is really the original Tika tribe, which had uh, which consisted of Yam Yam or uh, Jam Jam, Carson and Carolyn, and I don't know. It's I I think it's they're trying to keep within themselves of voting the you know the uh you know people they you know we got to you know keep it together and then when these other people come they kind of have to well they don't have to agree but they say yeah, I think we should, you know, they they agree. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think we should take out, uh, you know, this person and that person. And I think that's when, uh, well, who was it? Heidi and uh, Jamie, they went to somebody else in Tika 3 saying, we need to take out uh, Carolyn. And actually, the Tika Three, they got talking, and they say, you know, Carolyn's name is uh, coming up, and they said, I think they went and said, uh, I think that you know we have the numbers, and it will turn out that uh, the votes for Carolyn. Even though she might get some votes, uh, it won't hurt us because somebody else is going to get uh, – somebody else will be, you know, voted out. And I think that other person, you know, should be, you know, blah, 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 which ended up uh, Jamie. They, you know, said, uh, I think we should, uh, you know, get rid of uh, Jamie. 
And luckily, uh, with the Tika 3, uh, not all of the Tika 3 actually voted for, well, yes, they did. All of the Tika 3 did vote for uh, Jamie. It was just uh, Lauren and uh, Jamie. And I think they had to, oh, agree to, uh, you know, go with Carolyn. But then they went back and said, we're going to stay with our, you know, original vote. And we're going to take out Jamie, even though Carolyn might get, uh, you know, a couple votes. And I think Carolyn knew, even though she, even though it looked like she didn't know, or it looked like she was surprised that her name came up. I think she knew that she didn't have anything to worry about because so luckily, you know, the people that uh, she was aligned with were going to vote for uh, Jamie. So, so ultimately you think that the split tribes – had a lot more of an effect on uh, relationships as opposed to sticking with your sticking with the regular uh, original tribes. Like for example, with uh, as you said, with Carson being split over to Ratu during the split portion, that that had a bigger effect. When it came to when it came to uh, working in the post merge, well, I might be talking, you know, round and round and round, but uh, I think when they talk about the Tika three, you're actually talking about uh, Jam Jam, Carson, and Carolyn, and I well, do yeah. think. And I do think that those three, uh, you know, they more or less uh, stuck together. Except for Jam Jam, uh, you know, voting for somebody else other, you know, other than what, uh, you know, Carolyn voted for for, uh, a couple times. What, what's your, what's think, your take on this, Melissa? I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry, JB. Go go ahead and fin- uh, finish. What, what were you? Uh, oh, what were that's you all right. I'm done. I'm done. My take on what? Okay. Yeah, what's your What's your take, <laughs> Melissa, on the fact that you know we saw, or, or from what was said in. Uh, Jamie's exit interview that there seemingly was an agreement between Jam Jam, Carson, uh, Lauren, and and Jamie to work together and that supposed uh, to work together in the post merge and that supposedly they had been working together this entire time, but yet well it didn't really translate in the edit. Jamie and Lauren thought that, but Carson and um, Jam Jam 
We're basically leading them along to their numbers. I don't think that they had yeah. any kind of loyalty. I don't think they had any kind of loyalty to uh, Jamie and Lauren. To be honest with you, I think that they right. were. They just wanted their numbers. Yeah, it, that kind of that kind of makes sense when you th- uh, now that I think about it. They continue every single time we would hear Carson talk in the after the merge, and he would always have some sort of confessional where he would be talking about numbers. And, you know, that would be the one thing that he would always continue to stress is numbers. And Mm -hmm. it kind of makes sense now. Uh, Now that we see, you know, this is, it's been revealed that, you know, they seemingly were, had been working with Lauren and Jamie, or at least so, so as as much as those two thought that they were working with them. And lo and behold, you know, obviously the edit told a different story. So it's it, 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 it's it's kind of weird because you know we we draw this back a little bit more to back to the edits, and I, you know I'm going to go back to what I said earlier this season that originally I had thought that Jam Jam was getting the Sandra edit, which is as long as it isn't me type of thing. And, okay, you know, uh, Sandra, you know, Sandra was uh, was more liked than the other finalists, and that's ultimately why she ended up winning. And I'm basically – it seems like I'm getting that sense – even more now when you consider that Carson, he's been pretty much the strategist of the Tika group with, you know, Carolyn has also been involved uh, strategically, but for the most part, the edit has really shown off Carson as being the strategist of the group. Uh, Jam Jam is, you know, the likable one while Carolyn is the unpredictable uh, portion of the group. Right. And, you know, it just, it really kind of sours me a little bit now, uh, you know, watching this and just thinking that our winner is, or or knowing, I should say, that our winner is going to be Jam Jam and... It doesn't seem like the edit, you know, has the, like the edit has done him justice. Well, the thing is, is that he didn't win because he's a good player. He won because he was funny and everybody liked him. And True. typically when they start doing that is when they're bitter. They're bitter. So-and-so better play a better game than me. So-and-so works to get me out. I'm not voting for them, right? Right. Better betty. 
Bitter Betty. So it, re- it really makes you think that, may- you know, maybe perhaps, because we were thinking, okay, Carolyn has to do something, you know, she has to completely screw up in her jury questions or whatnot in order to end up losing this game. And maybe it's just more of the fact that that Jam Jam, you know, was more well-liked by the jury as opposed to, you know, ob- obviously he probably hasn't got, didn't get the win because of his, because of his strategy or because of, you know, whatever moves he may have made or his challenge prowess. Uh, it, it just, it really seems like it's more of a, you know, more of a, of a statement against Carolyn than it is a statement for Jam Jam. Yeah, and so Heidi, Heidi, they don't want to give it to Heidi either because they thought that she was working with them and that she wasn't, you know? Yeah, right. And for, you know, for anybody who, you know, is wondering how the final three comes to be, Heidi literally spelled it out last night for everybody watching that she wants her, she wants the final four to be her, Carson, Jam Jam and Carolyn with the final three in particular being herself, Jam Jam and Carolyn. So Heidi herself pretty much spoiled it last night during the, uh, in the episode. So like I said earlier, you know, obviously if people had been, uh, if people have been, have been listening to this podcast, which I know, uh, people have been this season in whispers, then they would have known about this right from the very beginning. But anyways, we are, of course, you know, we're, da- we're down to the finale, which is set for next week. And I want to take a look real quick here. Let me see if I can bring up the thing here. Hang on one second. I want to see if I can get Here we go. Ratings. Um, let's see. Can can you can you guys hear me by the way? Yes. Yeah. Okay, good. I had to I had to switch headsets first off because uh my right headset is uh, low on battery. Uh so Survivor for this week they had four and a half million viewers, which is another decrease from last week. So they are losing viewers yet again. Because everybody's seeing the same thing that we are. 
And you know, you know, it it, it kind of makes you wonder if possibly, depending on depending on how they edit the finale, if maybe perhaps whatever viewers they may have gained during this season, if all of a sudden now we may see those viewers start to, you know, maybe, you know, they're the type of viewers that are like, oh, I thought that, you know, I thought this show was going back to, uh, going back to being good. And now all of a sudden they're like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm turning the channel back off now. Although, you know, I will say maybe perhaps uh, sports may play a factor considering we are in the middle of the playoffs right now. I don't know if that's a contributing factor, but it is something to uh, to take into consideration. But, I, you know, I got to tell you, with Survivor going to 90-minute episodes next season, they better – they better pull out something because if they can't hold steady viewership uh, over 90-minute episodes, then I think Survivor may may be officially on the decline. I mean, I'm just I'm just yeah. being honest here. You know, it's. There, there is a sense of, you know, okay, they, you know, they, they've done a few things to try and keep fresh, you know, by putting it to 36 days, for example, or not 36, uh, 26 days, and, you know, adding in a whole bunch of different twists. You know, I kind of wonder if maybe perhaps people are getting a bit of – maybe the casual viewers are getting a bit of survivor fatigue almost. Hmm. Because, you know, it's it's one thing to produce – you know, Emmy Emmy Award winning television or whatnot, uh, or it, it's like it's like what they say, quality over quantity. That maybe perhaps the more seasons of Survivor that have come out, because you know they air two every single every single year. I'm I'm almost wondering if. The fact that, and, and I know Tim is in the chat room, so maybe he can, maybe he can, uh, maybe he can sort of uh, divulge into this a little bit. Has Survivor always been two se- two seasons per year? Because I think it has. I mean, I know, I know they did two seasons where, you know, back back with. Uh, with Samoa and Heroes versus Villains. I know they did two seasons uh in the same year that year, but it you know, it almost makes you think that, you know, we're on Survivor 44 now and maybe perhaps there's a little bit of Survivor fatigue that's starting to set in with viewership. 
Well, it's called It Ain't the Way It Used to Be. It's just not the way it used to be. Yeah, that, you know, that, that, that is true. It, it, technically, the show hasn't been at the top, you know, the top quality that we're used to seeing out of a out of out of a survivor season. The fact that, I mean obviously the huge glaring omission is the fact that uh it's no longer thirty nine days, so it kind of feels like it cheapens the experience a little bit. The fact that somebody can call themselves a true soul survivor despite only having been out there for twenty six days as opposed to as opposed to thirty nine days. But I, I, you know, I don't know. It just seems obviously next season and the season after are going to be ninety minute, or I believe forty five has been confirmed for ninety minutes. I don't know about forty six. Uh, if if Jim has uh, brought that up about forty six yet, uh, but it almost seems to me, at least, like adding in an extra thirty minutes will give editing team a chance to further flesh out certain characters each season. And I, I mean, I remember, I, I, I remember uh, reading, I think it was it Gordon Holmes or I, I remember reading somebody's recap last night and they basically, they basically said, we have a final five where literally most of them, we don't even know who they are. And honestly, that kind of rings true. I mean, you know, Heidi, for the most part, we didn't even get any personal content from her until like literally two episodes ago. You know, Carson... Carson, we've seen minimal. You know, it, it seems like basically the entire season was focused on the Tika three, and I mean, even Lauren. You know, Lauren being a part of the final five, and we barely got anything on her. It just it just seemed like everything was focused mainly. On Tika. So with these, you know, with these extra 30 minutes per episode next season, you kind of have to wonder if this is, if this is a make it or break it type of, uh, you know, type of ordeal for, for Survivor. I don't I mean, know. Well, what what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on this, JB? You know, with them expanding to ninety minutes, they're going to have the opportunity to tell more stories uh, or to uh, to further flesh out the edits of certain players. I mean, is this basically a do or die situation for for Survivor when it comes to storytelling? To me. Uh, let me go back to, uh, 
the season that I'm going to uh, bring up. And that is season 38. And just the name, Edge of Extinction. Okay. Just the name, just just the name itself, kind of told me that maybe they're on the edge of going away, going off. You know the show altogether. That's what that name of that season. That's what the name, you know, that's what uh, that's what I came up with. Is the edge of extinction? Uh, does this mean that Survivor is on the way out? And then you go to season forty-one, where they start with twenty-six days. And it's like, this is not the survivor of old. Are we seeing, you know, were we seeing uh, back then the edge of extinction? Uh, The edge of extinction meaning 49 days? Because you only had 38, 39, and 40. For 39 days, and after that, it's been 26 days. And to me, edge of extinction means they're on their way out. That's what that name of that season, uh, that's what I thought. So you think that this is basically, you know, the the new – version of Survivor that we've seen in recent seasons has basically been their way of trying to revamp the show in order to sort of self-sustain itself, to keep itself going for, yeah, you know, to basically and avoid extinction. Right. And to me, the edge of extinction was actually the the end of uh they're getting close to the end of the thirty nine day uh survivor because they only had three more uh like a year and a half after that and ever since forty one it's been twenty six days. And it's like, how how much longer is uh, are, are they going to be able to uh, stay on the air with people seeing twenty six days? Your diehard Survivor fans will watch, but 
the other Survivor fans, they're, they're, I mean, they have already said, uh, you know, if it's not 39 days, it's not Survivor. But at the same time, though, JB, you have to you have to look at the casual viewer, and you know maybe these people didn't know that you know you know maybe maybe they've been this is their first season watching Survivor, and you know this is what kind of makes me think that maybe perhaps it isn't exactly the you know, the 26 days, because when you look at it from the pers- of a of a new Survivor fan, you know, the the only time that they that they've known that, that they've known about is 36 days. They haven't known about 39. So. Right. You know, I'm almost wondering if maybe perhaps bringing back 39 days would actually help because not only would there be there would be more episodes, but especially now if you're doing the uh, 90 minute episodes every every single week, if anything, that's gonna help improve. You know, being able being able to flesh out the characters more, like I had said. And, you know, it's going to give people more of a reason to be invested, you know, to actively root for a player. Because, I mean, let's just let's just take, for example, you don't have somebody rooting for Jam Jam this season. Now, now keep in mind, this, these are obviously two completely separate uh, players, but you, you know you don't have somebody rooting for Jam Jam this season like you would have had, like you would have seen somebody uh, root on Boston Rob back in the day, right? So it, you know it, it just it, it makes you wonder if maybe perhaps you know going back to ninety minutes. And if they can, if they can do the editing right, if maybe perhaps that will help keep, or not not keep, but it, you know, yeah, it'll help keep interest, but also yeah. uh, prevent, you know, prevent uh, any viewers from dropping off. And I can see if it goes back to 39 days that uh, people will be talking to other people, and it might act, you know, it might actually gain viewership. Maybe not that much, but you know, it'll slowly start to get more viewers than what. Uh, what they had like at Survivor oh 39 40 slowly they'll start to uh, you know gain more viewership 
39 and 40. I think they even had more viewers back then compared to what we're seeing now. Probably because of the 39 days, I think. Stop. Let's get let's get Reggie's thoughts on this. Uh, Reggie is uh, is rejoining us. Uh, Reggie, we've been talking about the the fact that you know we have we have the final five this season, and it almost seems like we barely know most of them. True. Because of how things have been edited this season. And with things going back to, or, or with them expanding uh, episodes out to 90 minutes next season, do you think that the extra time could perhaps, you know, <laughs> uh, with, with them given, uh, being given more time to develop uh, different players' edits each week, that maybe perhaps that might help in keeping survivor fans as opposed to as opposed to uh driving fans away because we did see another slip in the ratings this week for the third oh. straight week. Well I are they still gonna have the uh same amount of episodes, just thirty minutes longer each time? Right. Oh, that'd be lovely. Yes, I think that's great. Gives you a much more homey personal feeling. Yeah, I, I'm happy to hear that. I I think uh, a lot of more people will be highlighted, like, you know, more of a background of them, and people in the audience will feel like they know them. And the, and, and not, not just that, but they would also have a reason to want to actively root for them. Yes, as I brought, exactly. As I brought up earlier – you know, as I brought up earlier, you won't, you wouldn't see somebody rooting for Boston Rob the same way that they're rooting for Jam Jam. Now, granted, those are two completely different players in two completely different yeah. play styles. But yeah, uh, you know, it, it's like we knew more about Boston Rob that, than we've known about certain players this season oh absolutely i don't feel like i've known any of them except the three uh you know the three stooges well not the three stooges i shouldn't say that but i mean they they've really fixated on the three from the get-go it's been the yam yam killing hour and now they've thrown in carson as a a supporting player and I just, I'm over it. I was over it the first, you know, the second episode halfway through. So, and and I, they had so many other people there that they could have highlighted and told the backgrounds that were lovely people. My cats are yowling. I'm at my brother's right now, and I brought my babies, and they're being nasty. All right, stop. Quit. Sorry about that. Did you hear them? That was Tuffy. No, we we couldn't hear them, or at least I couldn't hear them on my end. Thank gosh, because they were acting. I mean, they they, they wouldn't even know what to do to fight, I don't think. So anyway, 
Um, they've got their nose out of joint because they had to be in a carrier. Woo-woo. So anyway, um, uh, I think, it, like, let's say Heidi. I know very little about her. Danny, the same way. Brandon, not a bit. So, I mean, I think that if they could highlight some of these more in that time, like you said, that would be awesome. Yeah, and That's maybe my perhaps, thought. you know, we would actually we would actually have a reason to root for players instead of Yeah. instead of basically being fed like okay, uh, you know, this is this is what this is who may potentially make it to the final 3. Right. And you know, right. like I like I mentioned when uh when you were off the air, um you know what 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 i had mentioned uh when when you had to go was that there was a agreement that was made between jam jam carson heidi and jamie or not heidi uh lauren and jamie and yet they never showed it on the you know on the uh on the episode and oh, that's we literally had sad. to find out, you know, we literally had to find out from Jamie's exit interview that they wow. were technically working together. Or as Melissa said, uh, that basically Carson and Jam Jam were stringing them along as as numbers, which we did kind of get right. that from the edit. Well, I'm I'm kind of interested in next week just to see – how he got and won because from from what I've seen and I don't even like her you know as gameplay I don't know her personally so I can't say a word but you know I don't see how he got it over her to win I mean Jam Jam has done nothing. At least Carolyn has had, you know, good ideas. She's led people in a certain direction. She's got the votes that she needed to do when she needed them. You know, she, she, and like, again, I don't even care for her gameplay, but she has done a whole lot and she has not got recognized at all. Now that's saying a lot for me. So, cause I could, yeah. I don't know who it was on the thread that says the eye rolls, you know, and, and every time anybody says anything, she gives an attitude. But we don't know what else goes on behind the scenes either. Right. And, and it, you know, uh, it, we, we, didn't, we didn't get to you, uh, I don't think, about last night's episode uh, before, you had to, before you had to sign off. But what, what are your thoughts about what we saw last night? With Not Carolyn much. all of a sudden, with Carolyn all of a sudden being looked at as, you know, being looked at by everybody else as a legitimate threat, when yet she was treated like a joke the entire season uh, by everybody. The and only also reason she... the fact that that they took this long to target Fatika three. Well, now I have a different perspective on that. 
I seen Yam Jam Jam starting planting seeds to get Carolyn out. He didn't want to do the dirty work. He wants somebody else to do it. And I don't think they realize even yet until they watch the episodes back how much she did in the background. But it was, you know, he, to me, just showed his, you know, of course they all want to win. I got all that. But don't start dropping names. And he's the one that started planting seeds. Oh, we got to get her out because she's strong player. We got to do this. We got to do that. But, you know, and I don't see, I don't know why he didn't get the numbers. I would have thought for sure Jamie and and uh, Lauren and Heidi would have jumped on that. You know, maybe not not Jamie. I meant Lauren and and Heidi and you know if if Jam Jam well, I, had done that too, that would have been three. Right. I I don't think Heidi would have because. Uh, they looked at uh, the way they presented Heidi last night. She basically said that she wants to go to the end with Carolyn. That's right. You're right. I forgot about that. But, you know, it's like, I don't know how come Jam Jam couldn't have gotten Carson's head turned. But it's a little late. It's a little too late. You know, there's nothing that can be done now. Because the numbers, right. they have the numbers. They should have been thinking about this. Yam Yam should have thought about this when there was like eight people or seven people left. And then tried to get her out. Yeah, and, and you know, but, not not even that, but also the fact that they literally waited this long just to even target the uh, the Tika 3. Yes. But they waited and it's this too late. long to target the Tika three, uh, when honestly they should have been targeted long ago instead of waiting all the way until the final six when you think you have the numbers, but really at, at best what you could get is a tie. Right, but even if even if it had been Jamie, Lauren, Yam Yam, um and somebody would have thrown a vote for somebody else. So then Carolyn could have been knocked out yet even last night. And and nobody would have known until the it's showing up, you know, now she would have found out that it would have been Yam Yam voting her out. But she wouldn't have known that, you know, until now. Right? Yeah, it just it it just it just seems to be mind boggling though. The fact yes, that Yes, absolutely. You know, the absolutely. the fact that you have and, and and we you know, we bring it back to previous survivor tribes like uh on the Philippines when Malcolm and Denise were reduced down to two down to two tribe members of their original tribe. And, you know, people really think that they weren't going to work together when they made the, if they made the merge and yet they allowed them to make it to the final four. 
I mean, it's like really, you're you're really going to, you know, you're you're going to allow them to basically make it to the final four. Yeah. And it's kind of the it's kind of the same thing here with you know Tika had basically been decimated pre-merge, and you know they enter the merge phase uh, as basically the forgotten tribe. Because everybody's like, oh, we can we can just get rid of them later. We can get rid of them later, and here we are. All of a sudden, now the Tika three have the numbers. Yeah. Exactly. And also another, you know, another thing too. Uh, I'll I'll bring up the confessional stats here because J- Jim just posted these in whispers. And you take a look, you know, we, we you want to talk about uh, the difference in edits. Jam Jam, Carolyn, and Carson all have the top three confessional counts, final five. Jam Jam with 68, with an average of about 5.7 per episode. Carolyn with 56, an average of 4.7 per episode, and Carson with 49, an average of 4.1 per episode. The next closest that they had was Matt, who was uh, who, who ended up being the first juror at 4.3 confessionals per episode. Wow. That's that's really otherwise, something. Otherwise you also had you had Jamie and Danny who both had thirty five apiece. And then after that, I mean Kane only had nineteen for the season. Brandon had twenty eight because he was very pre merge heavy. See now that you're you're throwing out names like Kane. I'm having a hard time placing him. If they had had the 90 minutes and people got to know people, I would remember who he was. But some of them are very forgettable. Right. It's it's kind of like, you know, I, I'm wondering if, the editing team, when they, you know, when they, when they were uh, talking about maybe potentially sending Survivor to 90 minutes, I'm wondering if they looked at the episodes as they were editing them and saying, "Wow, there, you know, there's not really a lot that we can, you know, that we can uh, bring to each of these, you know, to to uh, each of these contestants." Uh, per per uh, episode that maybe perhaps, you know, starting next season, we've really got to ramp it up and start producing quality content. Because, you know, I know people can say, well, why couldn't they just make it 90 episodes this season or, or 90 minutes this season? When you're negotiating a con- when you're negotiating a new deal, for TV, you can't just in the middle of a season 
You know, in, in the middle of the season, you you can't you can't just say, oh, uh, you know, before before the season airs, you can't just go, oh, well, why don't we do ninety minutes this season for every episode when you already negotiated for that season with the you know, with the comp- with the company like CBS, that it would be sixty minutes per episode. Right so now, they've obviously negotiated that next season will be ninety or ninety minutes. So now, you know, it'll be interesting to see what the confessional counts will look like next season. Now that they're going to have more time to devote to other people. And let's talk about, speaking of times, this is the total amount of airtime that we've seen in terms of confessionals. The top three contestants, and it's by a gigantic margin, Carolyn on top with 19 minutes and two seconds worth of confessionals. Jam Jam with 15 minutes and 41 seconds worth of confessionals. And Carson with 13 minutes and 13 seconds worth of confessionals. The other two of the final five, get ready for the gigantic drop-off. Heidi with 7 minutes and 32 seconds. And Lauren with 6 minutes and 20 seconds. That is so sad. So sad. I mean, Melissa, doesn't this point out just exactly how big of a flaw there is when it comes to editing a season? Yes. I I think so. And, I mean, they can't control how people are going to vote, who's going to vote who out, how – how it's all going to be played out. They can't control that. But Obviously. they can control the edit. And when when they start being top-heavy with certain players, the other players are going to suffer. And maybe, you know, they know that Carolyn and Carson and Yam Yam are all going to be in the final four, so let's hype them up. Well, Heidi's in the final four. Why didn't you hype her up a little bit? You know? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's it it it, it makes you want because because literally they barely talked to, they barely focused on Heidi at all during the during the pre merge. You I know. know. Normally, normally when you're editing a season you want to make the main players known now i understand okay maybe perhaps they're like well well heidi is uh you know heidi's gonna be heidi's gonna be around until the finale night so we have plenty of time to you know to put together a good enough edit yet she has only seven minutes and 32 seconds worth of confessional time. Matter of fact. Well, you also have to consider, you also also have to consider what each individual player gives them. 
Heidi is kind True. of, um, if you watch her, she's very quiet. She, um, she really doesn't have a lot to say. At least that's the way they've been editing her. And if they're not getting what they want in her confessional, then they're not going to put it on there. If she had been loud like Carolyn or Yam Yam or been very strategic and, and stuff like Carson, she probably would have gotten more airplane. True, but you at the same I mean? time, though, at the same time, though, you know, if you're if you're a uh, a member of the final three, if you yeah. if you're somebody on the editing team, you got to look at them and say, okay, I you know I gotta make I gotta make this person connect with the audience to to make them feel to make the audience feel like this person has a legitimate shot, and. For Heidi, who supposedly is going to be in second place this season, and for her to only have seven minutes worth of confessionals, like I said, they they only have to work with is what she gives them. If she's not giving, giving them anything, I mean, you don't want them to show, you know, 10 minutes of Heidi just sitting there going, I don't know, you know. <laughs> if you're not giving them anything, they, they can't put it in there. You know what True. I mean? True. I mean, let's, you know, let's take a look at some of the other numbers uh, real quick here, though. Uh, Jamie, who left last night, had seven minutes and 45 seconds worth of confessionals. A lot of them were very delusional confessionals, but still confessionals nonetheless. Uh, Danny had nine minutes and 39 seconds worth. Hell, even Matt from, uh, you know, the first juror had eight minutes and 45 seconds worth of confessional time. That's more than Heidi were, and Lauren, who composed the final, who composed the final five. Well, that's because they were giving them what they want. Yeah, but at the same time, though, I mean, come on, you know. You just you gotta hope that with ninety, you know, with, with it expanding out to ninety minutes next season, you gotta hope that you're getting that you're getting more time devoted to certain players. Because otherwise, you know, fans love to see a story be put on display. And I mean, it's honestly, it's kind of ridiculous if you have one of your members of the final three entering the final five with literally, I mean, compared to the other members of the final three, they're, they're almost overlapping her by double digits in terms of, in terms of editing. Well, then they have to start bringing in people that are more animated. 
you know? Right. I, I mean, yeah, you know, that that's understandable. You know, that you, you can only do so much with what you're given. But, you know, they can only do so much with what they're given. But at the same time, I mean, hell, you know, you had you had Danny, who was maybe the next biggest personality compared to the final three, or, or compared to the Tika three, I should say. And he he's the one who's the next closest when it comes to confessional time nine minutes and 39 seconds which is literally four minutes off of carson so i mean something has to change because otherwise like i said earlier you're seeing the viewership start to continue to slip they they got brought down to four and a half million viewers this week which is another decrease and you know, I, I mean, I, I hate to I hate to to bring up to bring back what what JB said earlier that maybe uh, Survivor Edge of Extinction was actually a little bit of a uh, of a subtle telling by production that you know Survivor was literally on the edge of extinction, so to speak, and you know the more Obviously, the thing that keeps these shows going is the fact that people are watching. And if you continue to see viewership go down, there may not there may not be many more seasons of Survivor left to go. So something needs to be done next season. Well, for, the, for, for them you know what? 90 minutes. It's not even the amount of days that people are out there, really. With the 39 days for the, the OG um, survivor, they were at least given rice and beans and stuff like that, as where with the 26 days, they're not even given rice and beans. I mean, they were this year or this season, but the past seasons they weren't giving them rice. So it's like now they're not even giving them fishing equipment. You know? Yeah. But what they need to do, what they need to do is just let the game get played. And not do all of this fancy idol and, you know, hourglass, all of this fancy, fancy new twist and go back to the OG style. That's what they need to so do. Is that, they need to do. So, they need to do what was making it work. Well, that, that's when, true. They when, start, you think, when you think about it, you know, don't break what uh, or don't fix what wasn't broken. Yeah. Right. But they wanted to switch it up and they wanted to make it look like they were, you know, changing with the times or whatever. But really what they're doing is digging their grave. 
it's like <clears throat> one of my favorite things to say is that if you want to get out of the hole, put down the shovel. Quit right. trying to, to dig for that, dig that would for, be a pretty good that would be a pretty good way to start for uh for Survivor. If they want to recover any of the any of the lost viewership that they may have gotten over these last couple of seasons. But Yeah. And I must say too that the uh episode or the uh season that was Edge of Extinction that is what oh how can I say it? Those are the words that came across to me that the season was more or less or that Survivor was more or less on the edge of extinction. Not, and I know they went to uh, Jeff and they asked him, okay, what is Edge of Extinction about? And to me, I think he was more or less hee-hawing around and he wasn't, he didn't really, I don't think, I might be wrong, I don't think he gave the true uh, you know, why they named the season Eds of Extinction. I think he I think he made some uh, points up but then again that's you know, maybe that's what the uh, edge of extinction was, and I took it uh, a different way. But still, edge of extinction. What you know? What else are you going to? Uh, what else are you going to think of when you think of edge of extinction? You're thinking Survivor, Edge of Extinction? You're thinking this show is on the way out almost, really. Yeah, possibly when you th- when you think about it, the fact that uh maybe perhaps there was a little bit of subtle telling from production like I, like I said earlier that Maybe you know they were sa- they were saying, okay, you know we're kind of running out of ideas potentially to try and keep this show uh, profitable for the network. I mean, uh, just, just take a take a look at Edge of Extinction. Edge of Extinction, they had around seven and a half to eight million viewers per episode, compared to now we're we're down to four and a half million viewers. I mean, that's a 
that's a pretty sizable decrease compared to the old school, you know, the old school version of Survivor. Now, you know, as we talked about earlier, would going back, would bringing back some of the previous stuff like 39 days or, uh, you know, the old school way of playing Survivor, would that bring people back or is there a case of, you know, maybe maybe people are, are experiencing a little bit of survivor fatigue? May, you know, is that why? Or are they just not presenting uh, good enough stories for the characters this season? Because, and, I, you know, another thing, I was talking about average confessional times. Out of the final five, Heidi and Lauren only have 38 and 32 seconds on average every episode for confessional uh, times. So, you know, it's a pretty sizable, compared to Carolyn having an average of about about one and a half minutes of confessional time, Yam Yam having a minute and 18 seconds and Carson having a minute and six seconds per episode. I, you know, I understand the Tika three was the huge focal point this season for production, but you, you know, with, with 90 minutes coming in next season, you better damn well hope that production spreads, uh, uses that time wisely to spread around more airtime for other for other stories as opposed to oh let's just give it to our stars of the season instead. Yeah. Because otherwise, you know, it, it's it's like I said, uh this season's winner in Jam Jam, granted they're two they're com- they're two completely different players, but you're not going to have somebody cheering for Jam Jam like they would like they were cheering for Boston Rob all the way back when. Now, clearly Boston Rob is a survivor legend. That's a completely different scenario, but uh you know, I'll I'll give I'll give another example. Uh you wouldn't see you're you're not seeing somebody cheer for Jam Jam this season like they cheered for Rick Devins when he ended up coming up short on Edge of Extinction. <clears throat> you know, it's just, it's a clear lack of, I, I, I guess I guess you could say it's a, it's a clear lack of awareness from production in terms of how they're editing the different players because, Honestly, there's not really any excuse. You know, if you're if you're going to have somebody in the final three be, especially in terms of Heidi, you know, being a runner-up, being in second place, 27 confessionals for her heading into the final five is unacceptable. I don't care if she barely gives you stuff to work with. You got to make something happen. You know, you got to find some sort of 
some sort of compromise when it comes to editing into a show. Because otherwise, you know, just like just like one of those Survivor writers uh, had written, we only know about a couple of the final five this season. You know, we don't really know that much. You know, we we knew we know all about Carolyn and how she's played the game and her background. Uh, same thing with Carson. Same thing with Jam Jam, uh, but Heidi and Lauren, I mean, they've barely even been featured this season to to really even find a reason to cheer for them. Like if you're if you're a casual uh, viewer, how would you find a reason to cheer for Heidi or Lauren heading into finale night? Like seriously, what's what's been presented by production that would make that would make people say, you know what, I'm rooting for Heidi uh, on finale night, or I'm rooting for Lauren on finale night. Hi, honey. Come here. Hi, sweetie. But I mean, that's a, that's <laughs> enough of my. Rant. I was talking to my cat. So, anyways, you know, uh, Heidi, she played the idol on herself. Uh, ultimately, she didn't even receive any votes to begin with last night. And mm-hmm. Jamie got got voted out four to two over Carolyn. I'm still I'm still really dumbfounded as to how Carolyn isn't the runner up and. Heidi is. And it just, maybe perhaps Carolyn really does screw herself over in the jury questions because unless they look at Heidi as potentially, you know, actually trying a lot more the fact the fact that her game was more out there as opposed to Carolyn's, who was more behind the scenes, and that she wasn't really acknowledged even by the uh, you know by uh, she wasn't acknowledged by the players as being a legitimate threat until literally this past episode. Exactly. So maybe you know, maybe perhaps the jury just doesn't take her seriously when she starts answering questions. And they probably and, don't take her seriously now. Well, yeah, probably. But you know, you, you know, one one thing that also came to my mind last night when I when when I was listening to. Jam Jam bring up the whole thing about being betrayed or, you know, fearing being betrayed by Carolyn again. They they had to bring that up in order for, you know, they had to bring that up for some sort of reason. And it kind of makes me wonder if that's how Jam Jam Assuming he doesn't win Final Four immunity, 
if that's how Jam Jam gets thrown into fire, if Carolyn, if Carolyn is the one who wins Final Four immunity and ends up deciding to take Heidi with her to the Final Three, thus forcing Jam Jam to go head to head with his number one in the game. And maybe Jam Jam, uh, you know, Jam Jam is basically for uh, you know foreseeing his future. Uh, that being Carolyn betraying him again. Mm-hmm. I mean, could we could we see that as a as a potential uh, as a potential possibility here? When it comes to fire, that obviously we know that it's going to be Jam Jam and and Carson and Fire, but we don't know how it happens. Could that have been a little bit of foreshadowing last night? That maybe perhaps it's you know it's Carolyn that that's the one that sends him into fire. That could be. Right, what what are your thoughts on that, Melissa? I don't know. I guess she could have won the the final immunity. That's a possibility. Um, I do not think. Uh, I don't think that she would have, you know, with. She may have turned on Jam Jam, but I don't think she would have turned on Carson. If she had the choice to take somebody with her, she would have taken Carson. That she would have taken Heidi. Unless she saw Heidi as less of a threat than Carson. I don't think so. I think I think she would have taken Carson. JB, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think it's a possibility that maybe perhaps Carolyn is the reason why we see Jam Jam and Carson go into into fire making? Yeah, that plus she has to just go berserk when they ask her all these questions. And the answers that she gives, you know, they are going to be probably out of this out of this world, really. They have to. There's no other way that she is going to get uh zero votes. And I even told my wife, I said, you know what? I said, I was on the telephone, and I even told Jim. Jim says, well, I'm going with my contacts. And I told Jim, and this had to have been almost a month month ago, maybe a little bit more, I said, I hope that your contacts are wrong. I said, I don't want to put down your contacts or anything, but I just want to say, I hope 
they're wrong. And I said, he just like laughed. He just laughed. And he said, well, you know, hey, you never know. And really, you know, you never, you never know. Anything, uh, anything can happen. You know, maybe one of his contacts or two of his contacts gave him uh, information that he thought was true, and uh, maybe it'll, maybe it ends up uh, not being true. And for the most part. Jim has been, how can I say it, for the past 18 years that I've known him, he's more, he's been, I'd say at least, correct. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to just say, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna save, I'm gonna save myself. He's 100% right. <laughs> well, obviously. He's, I mean, he's he's probably he's just probably at- he's probably cracking up laughing right now. <laughs> Say, well, if I'm 100% but, right, why are you going against me? I mean, look, look at it like this. He said that Lauren would be the last, you know, she would be the the last of the outsiders to be left in the game when it comes to the, uh, to the final five. You could say the same thing about Heidi too. And if anybody was listening to this podcast, they would have known about that weeks ago. Yeah. Or actually at the beginning of the season, they would have known about it. They probably would have known the winner at the beginning of the season. Well, obviously. But yeah. Still, it's it, – it, it just basically uh, – you, you can't look at, you know, look at, uh, at, at Jim's reporting and – I mean, the track record speaks for itself. Yeah, exactly. So, especially with how you know with how the season has has unfolded. I mean, yeah, we're you know we're, we're different things. Uh, we're different things out of order, possibly. But what matters most is what it looks like right now. And right. All you got to do is is just simply look at what the what the final 5 are. And with me knowing Jim, uh, you know, the past seasons, uh, even his uh even the contacts that he has had for the most part He's been uh, spot on. He really has. Luckily, he gets. Luckily, he talks to the people that uh, 
talk to other survivors that say, hey, he's one guy that you can trust with uh, without being, uh, you know, confronted by a survivor or their, uh, you know, goons. Uh, you know, he's one that will, uh, you know, keep it uh, tight lip. And I'm sure they've mentioned uh, he's been sued by a survivor and he won. And he, and they say, well, yeah. who else can you say? Who else can you say? <laughs> You know that has uh, beaten the uh, survivor uh, lawyers. Well, let's you know let's take a look at what the you know what the, what the edits of the final three or the final five look like right now. If and you know we'll go we'll go with uh, with everybody here. If you were watching this game or you were watching the season as a casual viewer, who would you be more likely to believe would, would, uh, would be the winner of this season? Just based on the edit, if you were a casual viewer, uh, Melissa, we'll start with you based off of everything we have seen so far. Now, obviously, there's still the finale left to go. Who's the least likely to win? No, who's the most likely, based off of the edit? If you were a casual viewer. If I was a casual viewer looking at it right now, I would say the person I think is going to win, if I was a casual viewer, would be either Carson or or, um, Carolyn. Yeah, you know, I I have to agree with that because and here's the thing with Carson, you know, it would be my thing with Carson would basically be obviously the big thing, you know, the big uh, obstacle in front of him obviously would be the fire making challenge, and I'm not saying that just simply because of spoilers. I'm saying that because we've seen numerous hints all season long that he would be there would he would he would have something to do with fire this season i mean we saw we saw when uh in one of the episodes uh you know they basically the camera circled around him when in regards to uh him you know when he was standing in front of the fire And it's basically, you know, giving you some a sort of hint there, like, okay, you know, something. It's it's definitely going to have an impact, basically, on, you know, that that's going to be his one obstacle that he has to be able to get through. Now, in my opinion, I would say that it's probably Carolyn would have the best edit up to this point 
if I were, you know, if, if, I, were, if I were looking at this as a casual viewer, it would definitely be Carolyn because she's been the one that's been the most strategically involved. Well, I mean, you know, Carson has as well, but uh, Carolyn's been literally the one that's been talking the most strategically out of each of the final three. And it really, you know, it ju it just re it really makes you think that if, you know, just coming from a, you know, a ca coming from a, uh, a casual viewer that the editing team would obviously want you to look at who would be, you know, you know, they, they want to build, you, you know, they want to build you around what, you know, who you should basically cheer for, who they want you to feel good about winning. So let's get, let's well, get your I'm not thoughts gonna on feel this, good. JB. Sorry, sorry, go ahead, Melissa. I'm not going to feel good about Dan Yam winning. Or Dan Jam or whatever the hell he calls himself. I I don't I don't see how anybody could feel good about him winning as to date. He must do something fantastic in that what in that final episode to wow everybody off their feet. But I have a sneaky suspicion that a lot of people are not gonna be happy with Jam Jam winning. Well, I, you know, just just look at it like this. You know, he's basically getting the, or he's he's doing the whole Sandra, uh, the Sandra as long as it isn't me, sort of uh, sort of strategy. And you know that may have been appetizing to the old school Survivor fan. But new school Survivor fans, possibly not, because you know obviously you know the new school fan wants to see moves get made. They want to see actual gameplay, not Jam Jam. Basically, uh, depending on the you know uh, depending on this as being a likability contest. which ultimately that's what it sounds like it's going to turn into uh with the with the exception being that oh you know uh just like just like uh how previous contestants uh have done it oh he wins fire so he must automatically be our you know it, 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 it's so amazing that he can uh, you know that he can make fire which is you know something that you should be able to do period, if you go out there to play the game of Survivor, you should know how to make fire already to begin with. But hey, let's give him, you know, let's give him the million just for that. Because otherwise, there's nothing 
that separates him from Carolyn, in my opinion. Uh, if anything, I would say that, you know, that he would be second to Carolyn. I would have Heidi third. Because based off of what we've been shown, every single thing that Heidi has attempted has backfired this season. She's used both advantages that she's had. She's used the wrong way. And it's just weird. Her edit, to me, just does not scream second place. It just doesn't. But JB, what are, what are your what are your thoughts? Who who would you see as the if you were a casual viewer and not knowing ahead of time who was winning this season? If you were a casual viewer, who would you have uh, at the, you know ba- based off of the edit as your front runner? Would uh... It would definitely uh, be uh, Carolyn for me. And I would actually put in my final three, Carolyn, at least I would hope anyway. I would hope Carolyn, Carson, and possibly uh, Yam Yam. With Carson winning... Yam Yam getting a zero vote. Well, Yam Yam maybe getting one or two votes, but uh, maybe it be it, it would be close with uh, Carson beating uh, Jam Jam. But that's what I would like to see. Reggie, what about what about your thoughts? If you were a casual viewer uh, heading into this final five, uh, based off of the edit that we've been given, who do you, who do you think would be most likely uh, to be the winner? Lauren. Lauren is the only one out of the bunch that's done anything lately. She's one, you know. Uh, uh, God, I can't think. Challenges. She is personable. And then I would pick um, Carson just because he is personable. And I really I really don't have I, – I would never pick Carolyn or Yam Yam. Probably Heidi. But I would say Lauren would be the winner out of the five. <laughs> You okay, Melissa? Oh, yeah? Why? Well, it sounded like somebody was making, you know, like choking or gagging or something. No, I um, actually was unzipping my earphone case. I'm sorry. No, I'm just glad you're okay. (laughs) Yeah, I'm fine. All right, so do we think that there will be a another idol 
put out there with it with it expiring at the five and Heidi used her idol last night. They went out on a uh you know, they went out on a search to find to potentially find another idol. Uh obviously everybody came up empty. But uh does anybody think that maybe perhaps we may see another idol get put out there? No especially with it expiring no. at five? No. Uh-uh. No, nothing would surprise me with, uh, I, you I, know, Jeff out there and it being Survivor and him running the show. Nothing would surprise me. <laughs> I was like, oh, there's one other thing. And uh, this is only for the, you know, final five or only for the final four. Uh, I can see that. Nothing would surprise me. They might, but I just don't think so. Of course, they're going to a new island next week. They're going to a new camp, so they may have they may have put something in there, put out something out there, which saves Heidi Cass. Because she's likely even on the Yeah, you know, that, that is true. They are starting over next week. And I thought, you know, I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, that was pretty interesting that they uh, they all were well prepared for it, that they everybody brought all of their stuff and all of their, uh, you know, all their belongings from camp and everything, including the toolbox, which I believe was actually a first in Survivor history. Uh, yeah, really. Yeah. A tribe has done that. That they basically brought everything uh, except the kitchen sink with them, basically. So. Hey, Reggie, this is going to be this is going to be very, very far off the wall. Nothing to do with Survivor, but I have one question for you. Okay. Do your cities bring you do your cities bring you presents? Well, they don't ever go outside, so they bring me like uh toy mices and stuff. They bring you what? Like little toys and everything and drop them in my face when I'm sleeping and stuff like that, yeah. But they don't they don't bring me any real mice or real snakes or anything. Yeah, my cats are indoors too. But I have to tell you that my China just brought me another present. And that's what brought like, this up. What? She gets into my daughter's she gets into my daughter's sock drawer. Oh my god, yes, Sargy Bargy loves socks and loves to take my slippies all over the house. She brings me socks. How cute is meows, that? She meows <laughs> all the way up the stairs. And meows at me, making sure that I'm looking at her before she drops it. Uh, she's a mess. They are. Well, she wants she wants okay. to make sure that you know that she has it. Yes, she wants to make sure that I know that she's bringing me something good. How cute! Meanwhile, I've got my daughter's socks all over the floor up here. 
Your baby just wants to make sure that she keeps you in perfect health by making you exercise by bending over, picking up them socks, and taking them back. You should thank her for that. That's right. Well, I pick them up and I put them in a. I pick them up and I put them on the couch and make my daughter take them back downstairs. Yeah, I mean, after all, she's leaving her door open for her to get to them, right? Well, yeah, absolutely. I blame the daughter. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, if you don't want to bring in your socks up, then you shut your, your darn drawer, right? Yeah, but then she wouldn't be able to bring you socks. Okay. Right. Oh, boy. Yeah, my dog kind of Anywho. does the same thing, except it's not with socks. It's uh, It's with little things that he may find outside. Oh. No. Yeah. My, my my other kitty, she doesn't bring presents, but she talks to her. She's got this kitty that has a little rattle in its head, and it's her baby, and she likes to carry it everywhere. And Aww, she talks how cute. To it. She talks to it, and yeah. We know her baby now. We know she's got her baby and she knows she's talking to her baby because she has that specific. That is adorable. Adorable. Well, listen, y'all, I'm going to take off and I will talk to you later, okay? Okay. All right. We'll talk talk next week. Happy move. Thanks for joining us tonight. Uh Uh-huh. You're welcome, y'all. And thank you, Melissa. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Bye bye. Now, obviously, as uh, as people may have as people may have noticed, uh, there's no gym tonight. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, he had something that he had to uh, that he had to attend to tonight. So um, he was listening actually uh, earlier, but he just wasn't saying anything. So, um, but yeah. He uh, he will be back hopefully next week uh, for the finale, which, by the way, uh, will be regular time Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern, unless, of course, anything else is brought up. If, uh, if I find out anything, obviously, I, I will mention. I will mention something. But as far as I know, it is the regular time. Also, uh, a little challenge update. Uh, Survivor continues to dominate. As out of the top five, for, or the top ten, I should say, we have, let's see, one. Well, I can tell you, I can tell you for starters, we do have a Survivor winner who is in the top, who is in the top ten. Uh, top five, if you count, uh, in terms of uh in terms of gender uh but let me see we have one two three four five survivor contestants remaining in the challenge usa currently 
Cool. Which I believe these are the finalists. So literally half of the finalist group this season is comprised of Survivor contestants. Good. Danny and Sarah. Then you also... What was that? Is Danny and Sarah up there? Uh, they they were they just finished. Uh, well, obviously they uh, what's it called? Just finished airing. The um, what's it called? Just just finished airing the Challenge World Championship. But uh, Danny and Sarah are not going to be on uh, the Challenge USA season two. Oh, okay. Matter of fact, I believe the only returning contestants from season one are Desi and Alyssa Lopez, I believe. Oh, no, and Tiffany as well. Alyssa, Tiffany, and Desi, I believe, are the only returning contestants from the first season of the Challenge USA. Oh, okay. So right now, as your the as the as the finalists, uh, assuming these are the finalists, uh, as it stands right now, you have Chris Underwood, from the winner of Survivor Edge of Extinction. You have Nelson from MTV from one of the MTV shows. Uh, you have Josh Martinez the winner, uh, annoying winner of Big Brother 19. You have Fessy, who, I mean, considering his track record when it comes to, uh, when it comes to the finals, he's probably going to fail epically once again. Uh, And you have the king of challenge finals, Johnny Bananas, in the top five for the men. For the women, you have Michaela, you have Cassidy from this past season of Survivor, you have Desi, you have Tori from that Are You the One show, but she's also done the challenge. And hang on one second. Who is this last one? Oh, you have Chanel from Survivor 42. That is also in the. Uh, I'm assuming that these that these are the finalists, and the last man and wo- the last man and woman who were eliminated were Tyler from Big Brother and Michelle Fitzgerald from Survivor. So. Huh. Uh, it should be for for any for any challenge USA fans. Uh, it should it should be uh, pretty pretty uh, pretty interesting for the uh, you know for extra reality <laughs> TV fans. I was going to say, pay attention, Steve. 
Yeah, I know. I know. Well, let's 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 face it. Honestly, we're. I mean, we've pretty much talked all there all there is about about <laughs> this season of Survivor so far. No, no, no. And... I I could tell that you were reading my text and re- responding because you kind of. Eh, eh, eh. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, okay. I know. It's. I mean, technically, we are in the after show, so we can talk about anything, I suppose. Uh, but there's honestly, I don't, I don't know what else there is to to discuss about about this survivor, survivor because it's you know it, it seems like pretty much. Every single every single week, we pretty much nail down everything. Yeah, it's getting kind of boring. Yeah, I guess I guess you could kind, kind of say of a, that, but kind of a boring season. You know, maybe that further explains why we've gotten uh, the viewership uh, downgrade like we have. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, who wants to, who wants to watch, uh, who wants to watch something or, you know, maybe it's not uh, the viewership downgrade because of that. Maybe it's, you know, it, it, it was spoiled long to a long time ahead of time that Jim basically spoiled that. Uh, Jam Jam was the winner. Maybe perhaps people were expecting something huge out of Jam Jam, and the fact that he continues to not deliver, you know, maybe that has just turned people off for the rest of this season. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, They're like I said earlier... Off. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll I'll be honest. It's kind of turned me off because, uh, you know, li- like I said earlier, this is a guy that was being touted online, uh, not just by Jim but also others. Uh, he was being touted as, you know, being the potential savior for the show. And so literally, we've gotten nothing close to that. So, like when you think of when you think of uh, a potential savior, you know you're you're expecting, you're expecting to have a player the likes of somebody like a Boston Rob, or uh, you know may, maybe we'll get, maybe we get another huge personality like Tony, and. Honestly, what we've seen out of Jam Jam this season has just been very underwhelming, I guess you could say. Yeah. And, you know, that's not necessarily Jam Jam's fault. Well, you know, they really do need to start bringing in more players like Boston Rob and Tony, the Parvities, the... Aussies, the you know the ones that can gain. Yeah, as opposed to just sitting around. 
Yeah. As opposed to just sitting around and basically, uh, I mean, that is, granted, let's keep in mind, that is a an actual strategy to potentially use, you know, to have the game come to you as opposed to uh, you forcing the game, essentially. So that is mm-hmm. technically a legitimate strategy to th- that Jam Jam is uh, doing here to have the game basically come to him. Yeah, but it's boring. Without him it's, having it's to turning into a hand. popularity contest. It's turning into a popularity contest. You can sit around and yuck it up and, and make everybody laugh and win the fucking game. That's just not what Survivor is supposed to be. True. You know what I mean? It has, yeah, it has become more of a popularity contest as opposed to a, uh, you know, as opposed to an actual, an actual uh, game of strategy. And, you know, that that is a shame. It's It's a shame that we've basically gotten to this point where, you know, not necessarily somebody who isn't necessarily the most deserving is going to end up winning. Exactly. And, you know, I just... Put your heart into it. Put your fucking soul into those competitions. I mean, you know, Marianne, she wasn't... All you can say for her is that she did everything 110%. She may not have been good at it, but she gave it all her all. She gave it the effort. You know what I mean? Not like Jam Jam that's yeah, sitting back and eating acorns or whatever the fuck he's eating. And, and, and you know, it's it's not just that, but it's it's the fact that Marianne actually had something to hang her hat on when it when it came to uh game related stuff, like to present to the final to, you know, to present to a jury. Unless you know, like like, like I said, unless Jam Jam must really blow uh, the jury's socks off with his question, with his uh, answers, or we we can't even call it answers. We could we could really basically call it a forum, which is forum discussion, because that's basically what the what the jury segment has become now is basically a big forum discussion. So, you know, I'm I, I, I'm kind of wondering if maybe perhaps that is why Carolyn stumbles is may, maybe because, you know, she, whatever she's thinking basically gets filtered out by either the jury or by Heidi or Jam Jam. And that's ultimately what ends up costing her. I don't know. But I do, you know, I do agree. I do think that 
you know, we really should have, if you want somebody to represent your season as the winner, you want somebody that is actually actively playing the game. Now, granted, mm-hmm. there are there are ways of playing the game socially, being able to win, but as we've seen, with the exception of the pre-merge, Jam Jam. I mean, it's it's odd. It it just does. It, it, he it seems like he's been there, but he hasn't been the one that's been driving the uh, the votes. I mean, I'll give you know I'll give Sandra credit for this. She may have done the whole as long as it isn't me uh, strategy, but she at least spearheaded a couple of votes. You yeah. Know, as opposed to Jam Jam, who has basically been just a just a tag along character almost. Yep. They just need to go. They need to turn back time and start bringing in the characters of old and getting the hell out of the game. Yeah, I mean, immunity idols or whatever. Get the immunity idols still, but everything else needs to go by the wayside. They need to get rid of all of the other twists and turns. Go back to the way supposed to be. Leave it up to the players to play the game. Don't you know? Don't be don't be like production and try to play the game for the players. Right. Which, I mean, I, I will say, you know, I did actually like the, uh, what's it called, the twist of the birdcage, because it's like, okay, if you want to get an idol, you know, you got to find a way to, you got you to gotta find a way to get that idol in everybody else's view without raising any sort of suspicion. Yeah, Carolyn did it perfectly, right? Right. Well, uh, I mean, she almost she almost screwed up. She uh she had forgotten to uh to close the bag. And somehow Yeah. She was able to convince somehow she was able to convince Carson and everybody else that it wasn't her yeah. when they asked her about it. Oh boy. Yeah. We got seventeen minutes left. Anything anybody wants to bring up? 
Now, the only thing that I'm going to have to do is watch my uh, battle bots tomorrow. Battle Bot. Oh, oh, is, it, is it back on? Is it back on TV? Yeah, it's been on. Oh, I thought they were taking a break. No, uh-uh. uh, they started the. Uh, oh, they started the season. I guess about uh, two months ago. Maybe three. What is Battle Three Bot? months ago. Oh man, if you haven't seen BattleBots, man, these uh people from uh different countries have these uh little well not little. Some of them are small. I guess they might weigh maybe about 100, 150 pounds. Some of the big ones probably weigh about I don't think they can weigh no more than 250 pounds. And with some of these, uh, you know, spinners and, uh, you know, these uh, flickers that, that some of these have on, they can actually uh, flick some of these uh, robots maybe about, oh, I've seen them go maybe 15 feet in the air. and uh, it's on Discovery Channel. Huh. Think of it like think when of it I, like when this. you say battle uh, box, I think of Transformers. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, well, th- think about it like this. Think about uh, you know how high schools have those robotics clubs where uh-huh. you know they create uh, different different machines, different robots, and stuff like that. It's kind of like that combined with wrestling, basically, where or like like a like a like a destruction derby, uh, demolition derby almost, where mm-hmm. basically you have to make sure it, it's like almost like a tournament of sorts, where uh, you have to make sure that your robot is the last one standing. Uh, but when it when it comes to the when it comes to the matchup, mm. and it's almost and it's and almost like uh, it's almost like MMA too. Uh, yeah, kind of. What like you want yeah. what what you want to do is you want to make the other robot. Uh, Immovable, because they can be, uh, you know, counted. They can be counted out, and you automatically win. Otherwise, you go three minutes, you know, head to head, and they score on uh, different things like aggression, uh, damage, and something else too. But it goes to the uh, judges. And the judges will score. Most of the time, yeah, it was, the judges get it right. Yeah, it was actually it was a show that used to be on Comedy Central when they first uh, yes. when they first started out back in two thousand. Uh, they used to be on Comedy Central, and then 
they only, for some reason, uh, I don't know, they must have not had enough viewership because they ended after 2002, and then they came back in 2015 on ABC uh, before then moving to the Discovery Channel after another hiatus. Hmm. But I always, I don't know, I always like the show, so... That's what I want to see. If I go out to Vegas, I want to go during uh, a BattleBots, just to go to see one of those. I think it's like almost like about uh, seventy bucks. I mean, it's not really a big audience, so. No, I think that most people that they have is like maybe oh maybe a hundred or something like that. Yeah. So I mean, it's not like uh, it's not like ticket demand will be uh, you know will be a problem. Oh yeah, and if you see that plexiglass, that plexiglass has to be. I think about three inches thick. Well, yeah, I can say when you consider the uh, the fact that some of the robots do flip, you know, you don't want them flying into the crowd. Oh, yeah. But it's... So. it's it's so it's something different, but I'll have to go on yeah. demand tomorrow to uh see uh battlebots uh on uh discovery hey uh, j b what did, what did you think uh since since we have you on the li- on the line here i know i'm gonna talk more about this on uh sports whispers weekly uh on saturday night but what are your thoughts on uh the w w e and u f c both combining to be called t k o now you know at first i thought oh no but Really, I don't think it's going to hurt uh, UFC at all because each one is going to be their uh, own uh, entity. So it's not yeah. like so it's not like one has any kind of uh, say so over the over the other one. So. At first, I thought it was going to be, oh, no, UFC and WWE. And then I thought, you know what? It's probably good for both of them, really, because it will increase their uh, stock value, maybe. Well, yeah, I mean, just uh, just looking at it uh, right now, you know, WWE actually has – a stock value of about $103 per share, which is, I believe, their their highest that they've ever that they've ever had. Whereas the UFC 
where are they at right now? Uh, they are. At, oh wait, no, they fall under Endeavor. Um, but I, I forgot they they go by Endeavor when it comes to their stock. They don't go by. Oh, okay. Huh. Okay, they're not listed apparently. That's odd. But regardless, um, you know, it's. I think it'll definitely. It'll definitely help both brands, actually. I th- I think it will too. Because, at the very least, you know, you're not. Uh, what you're going to get is you're going to get maybe a couple of crossover uh, things like. UFC stars appearing on WWE TV, WWE stars appearing on on UFC programming. Not you know, obviously not to fight, but uh, you know, you could see some sort of cross promotion between the two sides, basically. Well, really, all uh, right now they do show so. Uh, on uh, pay-per-views anyway for uh, UFC fights, they do show um, any kind of uh, previous uh, fighters that are in the uh, audience and any kind of uh, celebrities they right. go to. And well, you don't see you know, that. I'll- And you don't you don't see that on WWE. At least the WWE shows that the very few that uh, I watch, and I might watch maybe one uh, a year or something like that. No, yeah, you don't see that unless they're like a big name, basically. Yeah. Unless there's somebody like Conor McGregor that's in the audience, you don't see them being, uh, you know, recognized on television. But anyways, though, uh, we'll we'll discuss more about that on uh, Saturday night for Sports Whispers Weekly. Uh, Once again, a reminder that next Thursday night will be the Survivor Finale recap podcast. And then Jim gets, uh, well, Jim gets, quite a bit of time off as obviously I'm pretty sure we're not doing a challenge podcast. So, uh, and obviously with big brother coming up, I'm pretty sure Melissa and I will be back to do the big brother podcast this season. So, uh, Jim gets a, uh, gets a well-deserved couple of months off after, uh, after next week. All we need and to find out is those last four contestants on on uh, Survivor 45. Has he posted the last four or not? Uh, he posted he posted a couple actually. Because I I know uh, I was uh, just messing around one time, and I don't know 
how long ago he posted, but I know he posted probably about 15 individual uh, contestants that were going to be on and their uh, pictures. And I Mm -hmm. haven't really looked to see if he, uh, you know, posted any more. Yeah, no, I haven't, I haven't really loved, I mean, I did see that he posted two as of, I think, yesterday, that he had posted two new ones, but okay. I don't know if he's posted anything, anything today. Okay, I'll but, have uh, to Melissa, go on there. It, Melissa, it looks like uh, there's a rumor going around that we may have returnees of some sort for this season. Yeah, I'm not sure, you know, that it was going to be all movies, but um, I guess it really depends on who's returning. Well, Jim, don't forget, Jim does have legitimate uh, legitimate connections when it comes to Big Brother as well, even though Big Brother isn't his... Uh, isn't his cup of tea when it comes to uh, reality TV shows, but he does have legitimate connections in the Big Brother uh, universe. So I'll tell you one thing. Uh, They have a mighty hill to climb when compared to Big Brother Canada from this past season. They have, like, Big Brother Canada, they really stepped up the competition. And considering how Big Brother USA does it, I guarantee you we're probably going to still see some of the same old shit that we've seen uh, the last couple of years. Well, you know, I've noticed that they had a couple of new ones. Um. I guess, you know, they pretty much look at the cast that they have uh, and build to their thinking, would would any of the cast members be able to handle this? Would any of the cast members be able to handle that? And make their decision on what kind of comp they're going to put out there, I guess. Right. But anyways, uh, we're we're wrapping it up for tonight. Uh, thank you to everybody for tuning in tonight for uh, the recap show. Uh, thank you, as always, Melissa, JB, and Reggie, and Jim, I know you were listening. Uh, so we will be back, of course, next Thursday night for another edition of the Survivor 44 recap show, the finale edition. So another season's coming to a close, and soon we'll be on to Big Brother. Yep. And it was good to Uh, talk to everybody tonight.